Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're, we just watched uh, Season 7, Episode 3, titled The Queen's Justice. There's a lot of justice going around this episode. Uh, the Queen gets a little bit of her justice in the mix. I think Elena gets some justice in the mix. It's just ice. Just ice. Yep. <laughs> and fire being brought together. Uh, Alessandra. Yeah. yeah. It's... I. What did you think of the episode? What a great episode. Okay, it's a fun cool. episode. It's a tense episode. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? Yeah, same thing. Uh, I thought it was really good. Like, I honestly, um, I've been I've been worried about the Danny and John meeting for the first time, that it would be, like, super corny, or they'd immediately start making moony eyes at each other, or that Danny would come across as hottie, and um, a little bit, but it all made sense. Like, I felt like, I'm glad they devoted the whole episode to kind of their meeting and the different power games and mind games they're playing with each other and Danny's style contrasting with John's style. And then Tyrion's able to kind of float between the two, be the matchmaker, be the parent trap. Like you said, yeah, he's parent sure. trapping them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's working. So, uh, I thought that, uh, that, that, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like it. I, I think, man, I couldn't believe how dense John was at, at points during this episode. Well, he's he's uh, he's uh, at least half Stark. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. The people always say, you know, the Stark Starks are honorable and the Starks are mm-hmm. loyal. And, and some people will say the Starks are dumb, and then people will be quick to jump in and say they're not dumb; they're just honest. And no, no, they're fucking dumb. Let's right, get so. So what's to know? What's what's the stupidity tonight? <laughs> it's him not getting through his thick head that Tyrion is trying to get him to ask for something less. Oh, yeah, than yeah. full commitment on right, the Northern Front. Right, like, right. Come on. <laughs> what's a baby step towards your position, Johnson? Yeah, yeah. And he just was not getting it. Tyrion yeah. had to spell it out. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is like you. Yeah, you would have thought that John would have brought up the dragon glass like towards the beginning. And also, why do you mm-hmm. think John cut him off? I thought, uh, you know, Sir, I thought Davos was right to run his full resume, like he's unbreaker of hearts and uh, coming back from the dead and, and washing his head ba- hair back from the dead. Like, yeah, he's not the I, only one who's the unburnt or whatnot. Right, right. You would think someone who was uh, who essentially avoided death and against all odds would understand but yeah uh yeah i I think what he what he was worried about there is look man we're already requesting the moon here Mm -hmm. let's not ask for saturn as well yeah (laughs) like let's not ask her to swallow this other thing it is also kind of rich from danny to be like be so dismissive of an army of the dead when she herself brought dragons into this world uh-huh. by setting herself on fire with a bunch of petrified <laughs> eggs and she's seen yeah. the warlocks up. i mean like who the fuck are you lady that like oh army of the dead's too far like come <laughs> on i get that we've all just accepted the dragons are a real thing but you you did bring them to life in a magical fire with your lover and some dead witch that's true yeah 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 that's, that's a pretty tough sell too yeah if you were to just tell someone that i'm that's what i'm saying yeah I, I thought that a little bit, but you know who had the biggest stick up their ass? The biggest the biggest dick stick up their ass? Who's that? Bran Stark. Oh, yeah. What happened to Bran on the journey? you with this. I don't have time to explain the things. <laughs> I don't have time to explain. It's difficult to explain if you don't even try, you son of a bitch. Yeah. What, what, wait, I thought you said you were the Blood Raven. 
Yes, yes. yes there was a blood the raven. The other one died. The old ass, hundred year old one died, and I'm the new right. one. Explain. I debunked. Boom. Didn't even use a whole fucking sentence. You jackass. What yeah. the fuck? And also that made it to my notes too. <laughs> also, who like it's like they grabbed the dick stick and went him for. He's like a three on a four because you know Brandon could be a little up his ass. Yeah, they just yeah. took that stick to eleven this episode. Yeah, he comes back and he almost didn't feel like the same person that he right. was. Right, he felt and, like Spock coming back from the dead, where uh-huh. he couldn't even fucking. Uh, oh, oh, you're 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 trying to be humorous with me, Admiral. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand this colorful metaphors. Fuck you, Bran Stark. Yeah. No, I I don't know, Bran. He is a different person at this point, yeah. right? So and, and that like, is the three eyed. I get it. That's the three eyed yeah. ravens. I remember going off on this fucking. Same rant when he met the the three eyed raven for the first time. Uh-huh. Saw this you know flowery metaphor and you know mystic bullshit when it seems like it's a fair and that I guess that's the thing. Like um, anytime someone pulls this shit in fiction where it's like it's a zombie apocalypse, like what's going on out there? You wouldn't believe me if I told. Try me, uh-huh. try me. Yeah, you know, Jesus. Yeah, fuck you, Bran. <laughs> uh, I actually thought the best parts of the episode were. The Cersei, Jamie, Elena parts. Yeah. Um, Ooh, Elena. I mean, the the whole, like, so, so capturing Ilaria and bring her back yeah. and having Cersei do her thing to Ilaria. I, I don't know about you. I know everybody hates Cersei. I hate Cersei as well. She's a horrible monster, as Elena mm-hmm. says. But she deserved to get some Queen's justice here, I thought. No, I get it. And I, I'm actually surprised at how well that scene worked since, like, I didn't really give two shits for any of the characters. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I thought they were really wise to work the Oberyn angle because yeah. even three episodes, seasons later, I still think Oberyn is dope. I, I mm-hmm. love his character. I think he's he's awesome. It's a big what if. And bringing us back to where this is his lover, this is his child. Mm-hmm. Like, gave us the juice where, like, you know, if, if they hadn't nailed Oberyn, then, boy. Um, yeah, it still would have worked, because I just thought, I just thought uh, Lena Headey was just terrifying. Yeah. And then when she, she pronounced the full weight of her judgment, where it's like, yeah, your child's going to slowly die, mm-hmm. and then you're going to watch your moldering corpse, and you're going to have to stay here forever, forever. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're just going to think about all the th- think about all the bad things you've done. Like, damn. Yeah. That's some cold shit. I just wish that I hadn't like, like the instantly night- seen it coming. Instantly. I mean, the first frame of seeing Cersei on that screen with those big old pink yeah, lips. Yeah, when she's got I was the like, oh. Molly Ringwald pretty in pink lips. It, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, well, she's going to use the same poison that Arya did, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. And it so obviously happened. Yeah. So, yeah. I I don't know. It, it was a really, really good scene, though. Right, and it's and funny. Then, also, the best. I think the best work that Alaria and her Sand Snake did were when they were gagged. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> you uh, think so? yeah, it's I because their dialogue has been so bad throughout yeah. the series. They, they've given Alaria some good moments back when Oberyn That's was, true. but yeah. I, I thought she was really good. And like, wow, I really felt, I really felt the pain and helplessness. And mm-hmm. and as Cersei was saying that stuff, it's like it was totally hitting home. Um, like all the things like, oh, imagine you felt really powerful and you killed my daughter and now you feel no, uh, no power at all. And mm-hmm. how they then eventually mirrored those emotions with, uh, Olena and Jamie at the end. Yeah. And that's like, that the thing. was some she, cold shit. She's telling, uh, Alaria here, like, oh, your Oberyn's problem was that he was gloating and that he uh-huh. was taunting the mountain. Uh-huh. Uh, well, she's doing the exact same thing. It doesn't right. bode well for her. 
you know, that she's down here doing the same thing in the dungeon. Although so. I will say, I can't believe how well this war is going for Lannister so far. Really, really well. Like, and, and also, I, I feel like Tyrion... Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Jamie and uh, Cersei learned a little bit more staying in the continent of Westeros and fighting through these wars because Tyrion, uh, he he really misplayed his hand taking Castle Rock. He did. I mean, yeah. we knew that it was worth nothing. I wonder if he did because that was something that uh, uh, that that was something that uh, Papa pa- Papa Lannister dropped on Cersei. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Tyrion knew that the Lannisters are broke. Hmm. Yeah, I I can't remember. But uh, the thing that's brilliant about the Casterly Rock mm-hmm. uh, High Garden switch up mm-hmm. is that it's kind of kills two birds with one stone, right? Like it not only completely thwarts Tyrion's plan and right. surprises him and cuts the head off of their other ally, mm-hmm. uh, it also I think gets them the means to repay the Iron, Iron Bank, Bank, right? Because right. they they were conspicuously showing as Jamie was doing his victory walk. Mm-hmm. The Lannister soldiers, like with a like a you know an accountant's quill, going over chests of. Did you see that in the background? <laughs> oh, I missed that. It's no. like chests and chests of gold and bars huh. stacked up, and like not only do they have the bread basket, but they now now have the gold em- emporium. Right. If you remember, the whole reason that the the Lannisters that that right. uh, Tywin was trying to ally himself with right. uh, the people at Highgarden is that the Tyrells. Is that the right? Yeah, yeah, you got the it. right family. I always get them and the Martells mixed up. The, the Tyrells is because they had you know the fields and the money right. that could help them. Well, uh, and it's also this cool thing where it's like back. Uh, I used to play this game in the mid '90s, this BBS game called Trade Wars, where it's this, this uh, outer space game. You trade, you can rob, you can fight, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like playing a bad guy because you could go trade with a port until the port was out of goods, and then come and r- rob it and yep. steal all your money back. Okay. And that's what the Lannisters have done. They've yeah, been borrowing yeah. vast sums of money and food and all this other stuff from the the the, the Tyrells. Mm-hmm. And then when they're at the end of the rope, they go and take them with their own dudes. Yeah. With their own dudes. With it's, Randall. It's, yeah. it's some uh, cold-blooded trade wars type of shit going on here in Westeros. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was brilliant because, you know, of course Tyrion knows his sister and brother very right. well. But they also know that he knows them, right? right. So they use that to their advantage. And I... I didn't necessarily think they were this smart. I don't know where they picked up all the lessons they picked up. I'm, I get that Jamie is maybe a little bit better at the military stuff now. Yeah. After a couple defeats. But yeah, I, I am very I just don't know what to think about this. I I didn't think I didn't think Cersei had had it in her. Right. And it could be that because I, I don't think that I, I wonder if in the books that Cersei's not as bereft of guidance as, as we are led to believe and, you know, she still has some capable – because uh, it just feels like that maybe for the sake of simplification, they've just, you know, boosted her IQ up a couple levels mm-hmm. uh, because she did. Like, people – I mean, the, the Iron Bank guy came over and compared her favorably to Taiwan and, I mean – you asked me at three episodes ago, I would have laughed and not stopped laughing, but these last three episodes, she's she's earned it a little bit. I feel like yeah, it's too when fast. she's at her most monstrous. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a couple. Um, I feel like her and Bran have changed so much in just a few episodes that it's it's it's. I, I'm still with them. I'm still with them, mm-hmm. but 
I it 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 seems it seems hard to believe. No, they've cranked the the knob up on the pacing even yeah. a, a notch higher this episode. Yeah. I mean, John shows up at Dragonstone at the very beginning of the episode. So. Yeah, and the, the problem is, is now so everyone was bitching about Danny going to Dragonstone the first episode because. You know, she's got this huge army. She's going to be pinned in an island. If, if something happens now, all of her ships are gone. Mm-hmm. So we've essentially... Dragonstone is the new Essos. It's, it's a land new, war now. It's the new Slaver's Bay. Well, yeah. it's a land war fought entirely by dragons mm-hmm. because that's all she's got now. And I guess I guess she could go and uh, attack Euron's fleet and, and burn that down, get the Unsullied, have a march. But Castle Rock is a... A decent ways away from King's Landing. Yeah, they they said they're on the other side of the continent. Yeah, essentially. by so. the time by the time the the Lannisters get back uh, from, I mean, it's, it seems like everything's shaping for a big land battle to fight right in front of the Iron Throne, uh, right there outside King's Landing. But as Jon Snow reminded us, this is all so much wasted time, which mm-hmm. is the thing I was worried about in the preseason. Like, where where are all the fights up north happening? Yeah, because the Night's King is not in a bitter intertribal struggle with his people to decide like yeah. come on guys <laughs> the real war's down south i told you i'll marry you later you know it's like well there's none of that shit going on nope you'll get what you want just march south it's like i i, I don't i don't know also i feel like euron was punked a little bit by cersei punked how He's 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 accepting a promise. Of oh yeah, yeah, like he's got. Oh, the Lannisters always pay their debt, so of course. Yeah, oh fuck, these not these <laughs> Lannisters. Uh, uh-huh. So so here's the thing. Um, he's still got his ships. Those are the ships he started with. Mm-hmm. He's got his he's got his uh, you know freaking niece. So yay for you. But sir, you know who's got all the like gold and things you can eat and the stuff that's going to be valuable like a commodity. The Lannisters. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Euron really got punked by Cersei, and he he's got a. A verbal understanding with the queen that she'll marry him after this is all over. Right. I don't know, you're on. I thought you might be a smart guy. Yeah. No, I never thought he was going to be a smart guy. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you think you think Cersei's got a bunch of those fancy dragon killing crossbows mounted on Euron's ships already? On his ships? I don't think so. Although I like my whole justification would be there hasn't been time. But uh-huh. what does time mean anymore uh-huh. in this show? You know. Right. So perhaps. Uh, I always way, assume they. By the way, all the y'all castle. emailing me about speculation about the Iron Bank come. We haven't heard from Iron Bank in like three episodes. Fuck you all. You guys, these are. I'm guessing this was one of the production leaks. I I, I accidentally let slip. Or ever did I? Oh, I'm I, pretty sure someone mentioned because a bunch of people emailed it into me. Hmm. Again, I thought it was suspicious. Like, huh? Haven't heard about the bank. Like, it's a fair point. But gee whiz, they haven't been relevant in the plot since like Stannis, you know, stormed the wall. Right. I'm almost surprised it wasn't in the previously on. Like who this guy was when he right. shows up. They they very quickly say Iron Bank, and yeah, then it yeah, becomes yeah. apparent where he's from. But yeah. yeah, we hadn't seen him in a long time. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we want to talk about. I feel like we're missing. Uh, there's a the lot scene the with table. Santa and Littlefinger that I actually thought was pretty good. And yeah. that, that quote we saw in the previews makes a lot more sense now. Right. Um, in context. Yeah. Uh, about fighting little... every battle everywhere in your mind at all times. So, so what what battles are he fighting right now? Because, again, I don't see... I think he's simulating it. I think very much like we saw the battle that could have been at Casterly Rock happening. Uh-huh. Um, that's what's going on in Littlefinger's head at all times, right? He's He's right. looking at every angle and saying, if it plays out this way, this will happen. If it plays out this way, it'll go that way. Right. And he's trying to figure out 
in real time like all of the angles and see what his best move is. Right. Instead of like John just looking north or Danny just looking to the throne. Right. He's playing a deeper game. And I I think that's good advice. Uh-huh. Uh, but coming out of his mouth, I don't want to take it. I don't want Sansa to listen to him. Yeah, I'm trying to think what his what's his, his next level. I mean, what if he's just true blue for Sansa? Yeah. That's always a possibility. What if he's like, you know what? I'm so close to getting what I want, and what I want is to be powerful and rich by her side. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a side, and I'm going to champion it, and and I've, I've the die is cast, kind of. Like, there's no more. Like, all my, my, my possibilities are collapsing into a singularity, and that singularity is Sansa. And if I, if I... See, that's the thing. is like, I don't know whether I believe it myself when I say... Littlefinger winning the Game of Thrones without Sansa would feel like a loss to him. Is that true mm. or false? I think it's mostly true, but I also think he would take it. Well, I think he would take it if he was convinced that there's just no way she's ever going to yeah. to, 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 to have him that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if, if it came down to he's got to choose either Sansa or the Iron Throne, he's choosing the Iron Throne. Right. And I also don't, but I also don't see any kind of potential future where Sansa accepts him. No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, she's capable of still taking advice and learning from him mm-hmm. as she as she proved this episode. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, they're, but, but they're making a big deal about how there's not food, no, no food up north. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I wonder why. I wonder what they're going to do with that. Are they, are they going to get sieged by the White Walkers? Like, well, the White Walkers don't need the food. It's more like I don't know. No, maybe it's I, I be, mean just locked oh, into I their own castle. Saying. Yeah, because like, um, I mean that's one of the cool things. Like, um, nah, that might be a minor spoil. We'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Uh, but Sansa mentioned that like all you know this is this is something from the episode. Uh, perhaps all of the North might seek Winterfell as a refuge. Right when right. The, the deep 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 part of winter comes. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps they need to. Uh, perhaps uh, that will happen, and uh, some other army from the south will have to break through with the with the supply of food uh-huh. at the last minute. Perhaps I don't know. <laughs> okay, it's, it seems like it sounds something... like production spoilers to me. No, it's not. It's it's. <laughs> it's uh, I, I just I felt like there. I, I I don't know. It feels like it, it feels like that's heavy. Can, do I have to cut my own speculation? No, no, I'm okay, kidding. Because I feel kidding, like that man. was underlined no, no, several no. times this episode. Okay, totally joking. Uh, okay. What about the the scenes with Sam and Jorah and the Maester? I, um, I thought those were mostly good. Mostly good. I I was surprised because I actually liked the some some of the theories I saw floating around about Sam getting kicked out of the Citadel because it's like okay, right. well if you discovered the secret of Dragonglass, kind of mm-hmm. sorta, and you cure Jorah because because it does feel like. Right now, things are really on a knife's edge with Danny and John, yep. and I wonder if the fact that she kind of, in a roundabout way, owes Jorah's life to John, because mm-hmm. if John hadn't sent Sam to the, you know, all that stuff, that's nothing would have happened. I wonder if that might be something that kind of breaks their their tension. Hmm. I don't know. But it is um, frustrating because now Danny's stuck on, and like I don't know, do you do you, what? What's the solution to her advisors? Because it seems like she's a queen that can't use her dragons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially in the situation she is now, where she cannot be escorted. Uh huh. Um, she's too valuable to to risk, or right. too valuable to have away for a long, uh, extended period. Um, Sounds like she needs just a badass suit of like super heavy fucking armor. Yeah. Yeah, like like two inch thick plate. She can't move in it. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's like an Iron Maiden, and she just like sits. 
they strap her on top of Drogon, and she she just screeches right. things at him. Dracarys, <laughs> and he breathes I like fire. it. Uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. I wouldn't Is think and he turns that left. she would be such a liability to her own battle, um, her own fight. Yeah, here. Um, but yeah, she has control of the most powerful weapon in her army, and because only she control it, she can't really use it until she's ready to make a full attack, which. That's what I'm worried about. Now that Tyrion has failed her twice, mm. Tyrion's going to get thrown off the top of Dragonstone, right? Something. And she's just going to go be a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, it, I'm really worried that she attacks King's Landing directly with those dragons and just starts roasting and that's, people. That's the thing as I was like doing this Littlefinger thing where I'm fighting all the battles all the time. Like, you know, if I, I play out my scenario and there's going to be some food train from the south, well, what if Danny burns that in her you know salt oh, scorched God. earth campaign and then yeah like what do you do because you can't you can't make more food man no nope. i've played agricola enough to know <laughs> if you don't if you need three plates of food when winter comes you don't got three plates of food you're gonna starve <laughs> <laughs> it takes three plates of food huh so she dooms person. she dooms the kingdom i mean that can't that can't be what happened but it seems like that's what they want us to think is going to happen yeah it seems like an interesting mirror with what happened over in Essos, right? I wonder if there. I wonder if Cersei will take, like, the food hostage, mm-hmm. like she takes all the food and treasure, pulls it back to King's Landing, and just tells Danny, "Like, look, you we're the only place that's got corn. Yeah, we're you the only burn place us, that has you corn. burn the food. That's right. And then what are you going to do? It's winter. Right. It's winter. You're going to be queen of the dead. It's like using uh, half a million child and." poor person shields <laughs> like how how could danny ever yeah. burn them right it's, it's, like it's all the small folk of the seven right. kingdoms being held hostage by bread it's, yeah it's crazy but i think it's something cersei might do that's a good plan that's monstrous enough for cersei that's to do pretty damn monstrous pretty yeah. damn monstrous i uh, like it what else we uh, did we cover everything i feel like that we left left a lot on the table uh maybe so but we've got a probably yeah. two hour podcast coming up on we tuesday do. we so. do that's the thing i don't have yeah. to don't have to just swing at every pitch here this is not exhaustive it's just initial reactions instant uh, takes perhaps yeah some, some might say mm-hmm. some might call them all right cool well uh we will be back for that full take uh tuesday afternoon you got time to send us send me your your takes game of thrones at baldmove.com uh we also will be back friday with our spoiler edition where we'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff uh, behind, you know, a whole bunch of stuff from the the books, and you know, piece together trail information, and uh, you know, try to have some fun that way. Um, I really like. Have you noticed that there's this like really cool motif that all of I I, I don't know if they're all of her soldiers or like just her chief com, uh, commanders, but like like I saw notice on Missandei and Grey Worm that the silver headed like is three dragon heads, like an uh-huh. Oribus of three dragons eating each other. Oh, is it? Yeah, I thought that was pretty sweet. Huh. Dan- I noticed Danny has a it's right shoulder. Uh, she got the yeah, like a pin with a couple of dragon heads on yeah, it. At yeah. least, at I least two, probably three. I saw Missandei and Grey Worm. I don't know if Tyrion's got it or he's just you're content with the hand thing. Yeah, he's probably uh, hand good, another merchandising, uh, another merchandising yeah. opportunity for HBO. There you go. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back uh, for Tuesday and Friday of this week with more Game of Thrones goodness um, yeah. and lots of other stuff at baldmove.com. Game of Thrones at baldmove.com for your feedback. See you back Tuesday. See you then. Hey, I want to tell everybody about the club because without the club, you wouldn't be hearing this instant podcast right now because we would have full-time jobs and we just have to go to bed after we watch Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. instead of uh, staying up uh, and producing a podcast about it. 
Uh, that and all the the covers. In fact, we have three uh, Game of Thrones podcasts. The fact that we have first run movies, uh, which we just uh, released a spoiler filled review of Atomic Blonde uh, this Thursday night. Uh, the fact that we get all the coverage of the the shows that you love. The fact we provide so many resources for the community and the forums. All that stuff is paid for by the club, and it's not just an altruistic thing. You also get a lot of cool features for yourself. If you go to club.boldmove.com, uh, it outlines all the special audio. Uh, and video bonus content, the ad-free fees, the special forum as ac- special forum access, and right now for Game of Thrones, we're offering twenty five percent of our annual memberships till July thirty first, which is Monday. Yeah, it's like a day you have, away. You're like you're like le- just over twenty four hours left in the sale to save twenty five percent off your membership by going to club.baldmove.com. It helps us out. It's a ton of fun, uh, and you can save some money. Check it out, club.baldmove.com.